Hello. Hello. This is Ellie Son of the LOLE podcast. This is episode four of the diversity series. In today's episode, I want to discuss physical diversity with you. So without further ado, let's get started. Everyone looks different. Some people may not have as much weight or maybe shorter than their average heights, have different facial features and countless others. There are varying heights, weights, and skin tones. Accepting everybody for who they are and not judging them based on their physical appearance is physical diversity. But then why do so many people, maybe even ourselves, act so uncomfortable around diverse physicalities? Essentially, it's the fact that humans grow wary to those who appear different from themselves. Those who are abnormal. But what even is normal? Normal is a condition that we decide and each person decides their own normal based on what they see in their own community. To be fair, it's all based on our daily perception. We have an odd tendency to underestimate certain people. We might assume that because of their physical appearance, they're incapable of doing something. Or that they act in a certain way. And these stereotypes have driven so many people into uncomfortable situations. These notions of having a negative response is actually scientifically proven. Penn Medicine tells us that seeing a so-called unattractive person prompts negative brain and behavior responses due to the beautiful is good stereotype. People with attractive features are often seen as more trustworthy, socially competent, and better in work. If you think about it, we've seen so many villains portrayed with distinctive physical traits as if to say that determines their hearts and how much they're evil. Let me give you some examples. Darth Vader, The Joker, Dr. Poison, uh, Voldemort, Kylo Ren, Thanos, Scar, and so many other people that I don't want to name. They portray these villains with scars on their face disfigurement, and so many other appearances. And it's because of these little, hidden, beautiful as good stereotypes in children's movies and TVs that so many grew up with certain ideologies. In a survey done by elementary school, when teachers handed tanned, overweight, shorts, and brown-haired dolls versus White, slim, curvy, yellow-haired dolls. The majority picked the yellow-haired dolls. I recognize that that's how scary a stereotype is. It exists even when you're barely seven or eight and you care with you until your deathbed. Unless you decide to reach out, talk to that person, and get to know who they really are. Not who you think that they should be. And for example, we may think that a person with more weight can be simply lazy and overeats. That's the only reason that 
they have so much weight. And yet, there is a possibility that they might have a disease, you know? Such as thyroid or other unknown conditions and situations. We develop our Barbies as tall, usually blonde, slim, S-lines, and what we call beautiful. People try so hard to be like this Barbie, getting overwhelming amounts of plastic surgery or developing eating disorders. And sometimes overworking our own bodies. And other extensive measures to fit the so-called standards of beauty. Despite so many calls for these dolls, companies continue to reinstate negative stereotypes by calling their new overweight Barbies names like Fatso, Bad Barbie, and Curvy. Yeah, those names don't land well. And I would love if this was just in the form of Barbies, you know? This is just something that you saw by companies and dolls and little figurines that you eventually don't play with when you grow sick of them, right? But they actually happen in real life. Once one of the quietest and, I guess, one of the so-called nicest girls in our class pointed to my overweight friends and called her fat front of everybody but my friend suffers from countless diseases including a weight-based one that's when i realize if you don't know the person you don't understand what they're going through this also applies to hate height now here steps in maddie davis writer of the butler collegians experience with uncomfortable situations as quoted in my acting class, we were instructed to stand on the stage in a position where we feel the most powerful. I had no idea what that meant, so I went last, you know? And some jerk walked up to me and decided to raise his hand and say, I don't think that she could ever really be powerful on stage, you know? She's too short! Maddie's experience is not new. As someone who is shorter than the average height, I always stand in the front row of picture day, and you guys know what I'm talking about. The tall people all get to go in the back row and sit down and talk to each other, while the shorter people have to stand in line for at least 30 minutes. And also, they have to wear nice clothes on the top and the bottom, because their body is the only body that sh fully shows. And aside from this annoying experiences. I have a more personal one. One day I was pinning up things on a school wall and I couldn't reach the top of the wall and that's when the tallest boy in our class walked up to me and said, need some help? Uh, you seem a little short there. <laughs> and started laughing. Ha, 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 very funny, very nowhere near funny right? I was angry and offended. Blows like that hurt. And it makes me so self-conscious about something that I have absolutely no control over. It's instances like these that make people's self-esteem go lower 
including their self-confidence. Society seems to automatically dismiss people of shorter heights. We're seen as childlike, cute, and sometimes even invisible. But, but that goes the same for tall people too. They could have a disorder that forces them to keep growing and they probably get their fair share of nasty comments like, how's the air up there? As proven, our society is not yet at a stage where we define diversity as normal. We still hit, abuse, and say things to diverse people that we might never otherwise say to people who are attractive. So, for those of you who are sick and tired of being defined by your outer shell, I want to recommend a commencement speech by William H. McRaven. He talks about his experience as a general and as a Navy SEAL. Now, in one part of his story, he talks about a group of men in this training called the Munchkins. They're from all over the world, and they're obviously short in height and not as muscled. The taller, ribbed men made fun of these Munchkins and their tiny little flippers. Yet, those Munchkins crew were always the best, the fastest, the quickest, they outworked all the others. So he says... Seal training, now that is a great equalizer. Nothing matters but your will to succeed. Not your color, not your ethnic background, not your education or your social status. If you want to change the world, measure a person by the size of their hearts and not by the size of their flippers. And he sends a very powerful message when he says we can heal. Your will is the only important thing. Now I'm going to say that again because it's important. Your will is the only important thing. So the ability to take some risks, step up. When it's hard, face down the bullies. Lift others and never, ever, ever, ever give up will lead you farther than the way people may define you. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will always hurt me. Because a broken bone can be easily healed, but a broken heart, that's too hard to heal. If someone is hurling stones and words at you, try to stay strong. Because it's not your fault that that person can only think about you, about what they see. You may not be ordinary in others' eyes, but you are extraordinary. You can do anything, and you are capable. Doesn't matter your physical demeanor. Just because I say it's fine, I know, I know. It won't make it any less hurtful and traumatic. But... We can focus on what we love, have, and want to do right now. We can still succeed nonetheless. And of course, never hurdle words at others either. You, I, we, they all know how much that hurts. Diversity? That's respect for one another. 
I learned from General H. McRaven that I had to keep my head high, whatever others think of me, and show how much light I can shine. I deserve this. You deserve this. Everybody deserves their moments. Because my appearance is not an excuse to try any less. Until that day where we can all learn to respect one another, cheers. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and see you at another episode of LOLE. Ellie's song. I don't have work and let me fly to my She's only not you go what did my tune And she can never let me fly to my